Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Getting real late for the Penguins. Feels like a season slipping away here when you start talking. I don't care how many games you have in hand. Because, again, I think the natural way to think of games in hand, and it's the way my brain first computes it when I look at the standings, Oh, you're nine points back with four games in hand, so that's eight. So really, you're only a point back, that type of... No, you. the thing about games in hand is you need to win them. You know? So I don't care how many games in hand they have. They're 10 points out of third place in the Metro with three teams in that division in front of them also chasing the Flyers. All of them have games in hand on the Flyers, too. Not as many as the Penguins. And then you're nine out of the second wild card spot. So this is starting to look very, very bleak. And for all I know, Kyle Dubas, who's meeting with the media, I believe Wednesday around 2 p.m., he might have his mind made up already that he, he's going to be more of a seller than a buyer or, or neutral. He may, he may have his mind made up already about what he thinks this team is moving forward. I don't know that. If he doesn't, then, man, tonight sure feels important. This week feels important. Let's bring on Jay Caulfield, Stanley Cup champion, Jay Caulfield, to talk about all of this. He's on the Sullivan Super Service uh, fan hotline. Jay, man, it's hey, win- it's winning. How you doing? It's winning time now, right? I mean, yeah. n- now it's desperation yeah. time. We saw Sully reconfigure his lines, his defense pairs yesterday. We'll see if he actually l- uses them in a game. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it is, I think that loss the other night was a real, real kick right there because you could have, you know, I've been looking at games and we talked about this over the last couple of weeks. You can go in games and you can go in segments of 10 games and that kind of thing and look where you're at and what you need to do and, and, and block it off. So you're not stretching, you know, looking so far ahead. And now you're at the point where in these 10 games, uh, they're two into the fifth, you know, the sixth uh, set of 10 games with, with 10 games, you had six, seven and eight more 10 game segments, right? So you can't be less than seven and three in any 10 game segment right now. They're one and one They get the Islanders tonight and you need to, because if you do the math, Joe, and I'm not sure exactly what it would be, maybe 95 to 97 points, you know, has been getting you in that second wild card spot. So with those numbers at 55 points, you know, you can just do the math. So they need to be a little worse than that and try and be better than that. And that's why that one the other night was very tough. You could have been 2-0 and going into this game against the Islanders, and now you get a team that's pressing as well. 
picked up a point at least tonight. They're playing better. I'm not sure what we're going to get with the Islanders with Patrick Waugh, but it is a huge game. You cannot uh, – I almost look at that game tonight as the one game you're going to flash back to and go, is this the one that got you? And uh, yeah. there's so many that can fall into that category. But the one so close to the end, as you're going to look at standings each and every night, we will look at it each and every night and figure out where you're at. But it is a push right now. And, and you can see the way Mike Sullivan reacted and tried to move, but he doesn't have many pieces to be moving around. He's not getting results that he wants. I'm glad it looks like they're putting Pustin back in the lineup. You need that. You need young guy who's going to fight. He's going to be, he can be a trigger man. You get him on the power play or whatever. I think with Eller and Smith, that could be a good line. But you need, you need guys, you need young guys to step up, and he's given opportunities. He feels he's given guys opportunities, and they haven't delivered. And it's tough when you are a one-line team. And that's basically what they've been through a long stretch due to percentage of goals that have been scored by the top line, the Crosby line, and that kind of shows you where you're at. Jay Caulfield Show brought to you by McVeigh Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. So – We've all seen the ends of careers, Jay. Sometimes they come along quickly. Sometimes they yep. they go slowly. It just looks like Gino is starting to slow down. You know, he has two goals in his last 18 games. Now he's been ripped off, apparently, the first power play again. And that happened yep. yesterday at practice. When we're looking at personnel on this team, this might be the biggest issue of all because you're paying him and playing him to be not the star that he was, but a guy who on a given night can completely take over a game and who's going to be a fairly consistent scorer, and it's just not happening. What are you seeing? Yeah, no, it's not happening. It's a blend of, you know, his wingers. Um, I just think in general there are nights when, you know, you need a winger, somebody to finish for you, and then when that doesn't happen, then, then you lead to try and push a little too hard and try and do a little bit more, and it catches you. And it's and now you're in those dog days, you know, late in the, you're late in the year, by the trade deadline, it, it's a tough time of the year. And it, it can be fatigue setting in. Yeah, when it's not, look, listen, he still has, he's just under a point of game guy still, but it's not, but that's not what, it's the type, how the games are going. Jay, you're starting to break up a little. Uh, I, I can't hear Jay that well. I wonder if now, we you got me now, Joe. Yeah, that's a little I'm better. Sitting in one spot, you got it. Okay. That's... Jay, we're going to give you a call. We'll give you a call back. That's fine. Um, yeah, man. I think at this point with the Penguins, we had a caller very adamantly against this earlier to retool for next year to trade Gensel. And try to get him back then in the offseason. And if he really wants to play with Sid and he doesn't want to completely break the bank doing it, then you'll have your opportunity to make that happen in the offseason while getting an asset back here. I mean, look at the guys that they're using right now to try to win hockey games. They've got basically nothing in their system. And you remember when they won cups under Sully, both years it was with major help from younger guys infusing that energy and talent into the lineup. And that just isn't happening here. It's just not, and there's no reason to believe it will be. Let's get back to Jay. Jay, sorry about that. You can pick up where you left off. Yeah. Can you got me now? You sound clear, Joe, for you? Yeah, yeah. You sound perfect. So listen, here's what I, here's when you're part of the power play unit and it's not successful, your line isn't producing 
then it's certainly it's going to look like it's tailing off. And the team has that look, right? The team just in general, the way they're built, they're not, they, they just, there's not jam. The, the guys who show the most jam, you got Crosby, Letang. That's, there's a lot of things missing, but we're always, we are going to go to when a guy's career is coming towards, you know, the final years of it. Uh, it's tough. But again, no production on the power play. The second line, you mentioned two goals in 18 games. That's certainly going to be one of the first things that everybody's going to look at and the number that goes with it. And eventually it makes you realize that the team is going to have to either, you know, Kyle Dubas is going to have to really come together and figure out what they can do to, to, to right the ship. But when assets don't bring in, I mean, what are you going to move? What are you going to do? Else, we know the Gensel deal. Everybody's been talking about the potential of what that could bring in, but there's not anything else out there that's going to bring you something, right? What are you going to do? This is tough. This is up. The guys right now, they're in that locker room. They get a step on the ice and hopefully his game can come back around the way he wants it. He's talked public, publicly about the same thing multiple times, Joe, but the results just haven't been there. And, and until it changes, the power play is going to be a key part of it. What do they do? Can his numbers pick up? But it's kind of crazy when you get a guy that's still 40-some points, but it's just not what we or the fan base is used to seeing. And the, to follow it up, you don't have – there's just not that – it's just not a, a – right now they're a team that just looks like they don't have that commitment from the guys below the superstar status. I mean, even that, you, you just don't see it. You don't get production. If you're a defenseman like John Ludwig's in the lineup and he pr- provides a physical presence, but he has to bring it – he has to bring that every night. It's not like, hey, I did it a couple times and I'm, then it, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay in the lineup. No, it doesn't work that way, especially when you're not winning games. So – I cross the board. Everybody, whoever understand, you understand your role, you got to go out and do it. That's it. That's bottom line. And there's production when you're playing north of ten minutes a night, whether you're the fourth line, third line, whatever it is. But you might not get special teams. But if you're in that number, you still have to produce. It's different than what it used to be way back when. And even then, you needed to produce. But your minutes could be really shuffled in, in past years. Right now, if you're getting close to ten minutes a night, you either have to have hits that show you you, you change the dynamic of a game or you get on the score sheet, you keep people off the scoreboard, and that team as a whole has done great because the goaltending has been great. They kept the numbers down, but they're not able to produce. And when that happens, you see Mike Sullivan's reaction. He's trying to do whatever he can to change this, and this was the start of it tonight until we get to the trade deadline to see what happens from there. But if not, they're going to be in – they will find themselves in trouble. I still believe they can climb up and above, but it's the effort tonight is going to be key. If you see something that looks like they get a spark and they battle – then you know you can get in the right direction. Your goaltending has been great. They need to back that up. Jay, Mike Sullivan admitted yesterday, essentially, that they haven't gotten the best out of Eric Carlson. He talked about finding ways to unlock him. Unlock him. I Mm -hmm. tend to think that the best way to do that would be the obvious. Just say, you know, go play. Be Eric Carlson. I compared it to Troy Polamalu. Freelance. Create. Take chances. Take risks. We'll try to cover for you. Right. You know, didn't Bob Airy once do that for Paul Coffey for a while? I mean, y- you got to let it. Let this guy be himself. What do you see? Yeah. Um, look, I, I, I mean, I feel that too. I'm sure as a player he feels that. I think what Mike Sullivan's alluding to, he's put Pedersen with him. Pedersen has been and needs to be, continue to be the best defenseman for what his role is expected. He has been the most consistent at what his job is, is kind of when they meet with coaches, this is what they expect of him. 
He brings offense, but he's been solid defensively. Putting Pedersen back with Carlson, if we see that tonight, that's just saying what you're saying, Joe. Go ahead. Jump up into play. we got a guy that covers for you. But the forwards need to cover for him as well. It's got to be that. You're right to your point about Bob Berry. You need to have a forward who's got to be aware. He's with Carlson. He's going to be up into play. you got to back him up. you got to cover up for him. You can't get caught. Otherwise, otherwise, you'll get into that odd man rush thing again. Right, Joe? So it's got to be everybody working and realizing, hey, I've got a defenseman that's going to be active, up into play, and if he goes deep, i got to cover up for him. All those things become a part of it. And I, and I still think they haven't been in sync. I mentioned the other night, not in sync when they're on the power play. Obviously, the numbers aren't there. But just even the setup of, you know, Crosby scores up a one-time feed by Carlson. For some reason, it, when, it, there's later in the game, there's a chance for a one-timer for Latang. It's in his skates. They're, like, they're not in sync. They're just not in sync on certain things. And all that has to come together. Carlson has to be the superstar that he is that they brought in. And I think pairing him with Pedersen will maybe allow him to go do that and get on it. And then moving Graves down, who still hasn't found his stride, all those things are part of it, Joe, right? You don't really do you see three, the three pairs moved around like they just were. But that's, that's, that's Mike Sullivan saying, I'm not, I don't like one bit. I don't like anything I'm seeing. It falls on everybody. But these guys need to change their game. And it does need again here. You're looking at an hour in the game. You cannot lose this game tonight, in my opinion. You can't see yourself get further away. Uh, and it's, nothing's not, it's not like the end of the line if you lose it, but it will make it very difficult. They need an effort from a team that is put together to go out and produce offensively, strong defensively, great goaltending, and that's what all of them, whoever in the lineup and get the look, they have to go out there and do it. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. And the text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Jay, it was great to see you at the Yager ceremony. I was watching on TV, I mean, but to see you walk out there was awesome with all uh, or at least a lot of your old buddies from those teams. I've often heard guys say that when they get back together, no no matter how many years later, that everybody sort of assumes the role that they were in, and it's like being back in the locker room. Do you have that experience with these guys? <laughs> I think it was exactly, yeah. I, we, um, that's a good way to say it, Joe. And like you said, how you heard it before, that's exactly what it was What it was like. It was great from Friday night to, you know, in the Saturday, a big dinner and a very nice dinner at Ala Familia that, and the Peng- with the Penguins and how they did it. The whole organization did a wonderful job. I mean, wonderful job putting it all together. And I think that's exactly how it felt. And then it, then it just, uh, the, the ceremony for Yager was such well-deserved. And I think he was truly, um, I think he was touched by the whole thing and took it all in. And I also think that if you listen to him, starting even on the Friday night, if you have a chance to see that, very, um, I, think, I think it just caught him. I, I think he, he came across intelligent. He came across deep in, in certain situations, deeper than what people would ever think about. And, and, and I think this all brought it out and he's at a level, he's running a team. He's, he can handle a lot of different things. He's done so much in the game, but that's one thing that I felt from the Friday night, sit down with him and how he was and how uh, he took it all in and realizes what, what Pittsburgh means to him and the fan base, of course, I mean, everybody, how they treated him. I mean, uh, it was one of the, it was a really, really one of the greatest uh, ceremonies that I've seen and been a part of. It's very nice. Yeah, I thought from beginning to end it was just incredible. I mean, he was yeah, his speech yeah. was his speech was funny, and uh, he just seems to be 
in a very good place in his life, Yager does. Is that the sense that you got? Yeah. Yeah, I do, too. I, I feel the same thing. And I, I think also uh, get, with Mario there, what that meant, um, you know, Joe, I think that was is huge for me. Obviously, he talked about how much he was, how he idolized him and all that. But that he was there when there was always little, was it, was it ever, I, truthfully, he was never not going to be there. Like he was never not going to be there, but the word wasn't that way. Nobody knew exactly whether Mario would be in the building or not and what that would mean, but certainly he would not miss that. As I told you on the air over the last couple of weeks, he knows what the right thing is to do, and he would never miss that. But that, that, that had to come out the way it did. You know what I mean, Joe? Like yeah, it had to come out of course, this way yeah. with Mario there, with Mario there, and Yager seeing that, his mom there, father passing the year before, all emotional moments. But I think that Mario was was in the building and there and around it for the three days was very very special. Um, and and going back one more thing to what the, what it was like in the locker room before. Ulf Samuelson is exactly the same. Ronnie Francis is exactly the same. Hmm. Kevin Stevens exactly the same. <laughs> Joey Mullen, they're all. And if you sit at a table with all those, and then we were lucky enough, we went out to dinner Friday night. Uh, my wife and I, and with Mario and his wife and Ulf and Ronnie and that kind of group. And everybody was, it was truly exactly the same. And, and you even had players like Golf mentioning, I don't know if there could have been better years than the years that that, that team was together uh, and what it meant. And he, they felt that coming in here. You know, players that have, coming back here is big for all the players that were part of those teams. And uh, it means a lot to them. And I think they all felt that as well. Yeah, the whole thing was was amazing, and uh, just I'm glad that it all happened. I, I can't get enough of the highlights and the quotes and and all of that stuff. Still, I'm still watching it. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. You're great to talk to you. You too, man. We'll talk again next week. That's Jay Caulfield, Stanley Cup champion. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's Card of the Week from the Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry Contest run every Wednesday through Friday. At noon at the 937thefan.com contesting page. Coming up, let's talk about the latest handshake line disaster. Happened in a college game last night. Do we need to have these things? Does this need to happen? Because this is the latest in a bunch of incidents, like physical incidents. I'm not sure we do. You might have a different idea. 412-928-9370. Jason Mackey, top of the hour from Bradenton. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, Fort, it happened again. Headline college basketball game ends in all-out brawl at handshake line. This was um, Texas A&M Commerce. Did you know there was a school called Texas A&M Commerce? Oh, yeah, I know all about uh, that team. And Incarnate Word, right? And Incarnate Word. Do they? Is there a rivalry there? Oh, there is now, apparently. Yeah, I guess there was or there is. Uh, so, you know. Same thing that we've seen before here is that the emotions from the game bleed over into the handshake line and there's players on the floor, pileups. Young girl in the crowd was hurt, the broadcasters said during the, during the television broadcast. One of the team managers, blood on his face. And this continues with other incidents Texas basketball coach yells at UCF players over classless postgame celebration. We saw that earlier this year where the coach is yelling at the other team's players for putting up the horn signal, whatever that is. High school basketball player arrested after sucker punching opponent in handshake line. That was a couple of years ago. Memphis guard Jamira shoots uh, charged with assault for allegedly punching a bowling green player. I think that was last year in the women's NIT. I mean, it's just, what are we doing? Auburn softball, this happened. Seen it happen in high school. There was the sucker, I just mentioned that one. The kid arrested for sucker punching somebody. I I, I don't like these handshake lines anyway. I've been involved in them as a, as a youth sports coach. And it, all it is, is, is some of it is good sportsmanship. It, it, a lot of it, maybe even most of it. Most of it is decent sportsmanship, but you also have kids going through the lines, taking wind-up slaps at your hand and things like that. And then if you want to say something, then, of course, you're the problem, right? Things like that. And I've seen incidents there, too. I don't think I've been involved in an incident, so to speak, although there was one kid one year when I was coaching, uh, like, fifth and sixth grade basketball. Some kid takes it was taking wind up slap handshakes at all our players. So I said something to the coach like, "What are you doing? Like, what is she doing?" And of course, again, it was like, "Well, it's my problem, 
right? Because um, I think a lot of times these days kids are just, you know, babied. And when there's behavior that's not good, it just goes unaddressed. But this has become ridiculous. Why can't we just have it volunteer-like, like it is, say, in the NBA or in the NFL? You want to go shake somebody's hand? Go shake their hand. I was thinking there's really no uh, – it's not uniform across different sports or even different levels of the same sport, right? Of course, we all know about the NHL after a playoff series. You yeah. have, that's a very uh, well-known tradition. But, yeah, it seems kind of inconsistent. And to your point – is it really necessary it's at this not, point? It, it's forced. Here's what I would call it. Forced sportsmanship. And there's no need for it. There's no use for it. You're asking for trouble. I just think to pick up basketball games that I played, millions of them over the years, I wanted to kill people right after the game. And they probably wanted to kill me. That was no time for a handshake. Maybe... You know, if it was right, you say, all right, good game in the end, you know, but basically it was get the, you know, you, you, I don't want to see you after I just battled you like that, maybe in a different space, but two seconds after the game, two seconds after I maybe, you know, if I'm playing in a college basketball game, think I got fouled or two seconds after you elbowed me where nobody saw it behind the play, you're asking for trouble. It's forced sportsmanship. At 412-928-9370. 928-9370. Why can't it just be either a wave to the other team like it was during COVID? What's wrong with that? Good game. See ya. Or if I want to interact with somebody on the other team in a sportsman-like way, I can do it. Or I can't. My choice. What 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 it's I don't understand why this has to be in youth sports. Do they do, they don't do it in high school football, do they? Oh man, I should know this. I I, I don't think that they do. Um, at least maybe not forced into doing. And I think sometimes you will see it, but again, sure. it's sort of. But back a formal to what you handshake said. line. You know why basketball? Why why does this happen? Why does it need to? I have seen. I don't know if you've ever encountered this. Um. I was doing a game, I think, earlier this season for basketball where there was a ton of ejections. And it was actually a weird scenario where both benches, every player on the bench got ejected. So the five on the court had to finish the game each way. Right. And they said before the game ended, we're not doing a handshake. We're going to our locker room. Other teams going to their locker room because of the hostility that had built up throughout the game. They just said, we're calling that off. And they made that clear to both teams before the game ended. That's what sports can do is build up hostility during a game. At least they realized, let's not do this because we know what could happen. Right. It's, It's sort of built into the genre here, Fort. It's called sports. And when you're actually competing, emotions run very, very, very high. It's why the idiocy of these, uh, on-court celebrations get out of control sometimes. And all it takes is one and someone can be seriously hurt. And they have been in those things. It, it's just it's just a, a stupid is the best word I can think of. Useless. Yeah, and really. there's so many scenarios where, to your point, especially if the game comes down to the final seconds, one way or another, you're either very happy or you're very angry potentially. And it might, you know, kind of boil over just because you have that emotion and the immediacy of you see in basketball games they start the handshake line 
two seconds after it's, the final that's buzzer. The thing. It's so quick. There's not even that like one minute, two minute cooldown period. What's often. the harm in say, what's the harm in ending it? I, I just don't understand. I just don't understand why I can't be volunteer. My kid plays travel volleyball. They shake each other's hands before the game. That I think would actually make more sense. Yeah, I think Wait, the do idea. Wait, they do it after? Now I can't remember if they do it after the game. I know that they go across the net before the game. Yeah, they're for on sure. their side yeah. of the net before the game. Now I can't even remember if they do it after the game. I'm sure years ago they said that's part of sports is that you learn sportsmanship and how to handle losing and things of that nature. But to your point, even if 98% of the time it's done properly and with good good meaning Well, the people who it. don't seem to be able to handle a lot of times are the coaches. I mean, you remember Juwan Howard a couple of years ago with an open hand cracked a, a yep. Wisconsin assistant, I think it was. Yep. And then you had this other coach this year for Texas yelling at kids. And come on, if they can't do it, then what? what about the kids? I just don't get it at all. And I, I would end this practice. 928-9370, you want to join in. Um, the NHL does it after a playoff series. You know, I get that part. Have we ever seen an incident in NHL post-playoff line? Maybe. Something's coming to mind here. But I don't know. That feels a little bit different. You know, the battle's completely over then. It's. It's professional sports, so you're allegedly dealing with adults. I think in high school sports, you're taking more of a risk. College sports, more of a risk. I mean, this thing last night was ridiculous. It was just out of control. And there were other times when I was coaching that I should have addressed it. And there were other times, you know, I've been tempted. I've been on the other side of it, where you lose to people you really don't want to lose to, and then you have to just sort of suck it up. And you better be in the right state of mind that day and not having a bad day where you can just let the post-game you know, thing happen, whether it's medal ceremonies or handshake lines or things like that. But, man, you get people in the wrong state having a bad day. That gets worse when they lose a game, and then it gets ugly or potentially ugly. And that's also really tough for the officials. Sometimes you know, their job should be done, and then – what do they do? Do they go back and try to break up these fights like they would if it happened during the game? It puts them in a kind of a tough and unfortunate spot as well, potentially. Right. I mean, there were, do we have calls coming in, Sean? I mean, there were several times that something could have happened in a post-game handshake line in youth sports that I was involved in. You know, uh, the girls would come back to me and say, this person did that, this person did that. It's just... It never seemed to go perfectly, you know? Can we just say good game? No, we can't. We seem to be incapable of this as a society. Losing is another thing. People can't handle losing. Either they were ripped off or they were gypped or you cheated or you're, you know, they they just don't seem to be able to handle losing. That seems to be a problem. So until we get that one squared away, and I don't think that's going to be anytime soon, then this is, again, for the millionth time here, asking for trouble. Let's go to the lines, Sean. All right, we're going to go to Tim, who chimes in. Hey, Tim. Hey, gentlemen, how are you? Good. What's up? Well, um, I'd like to chime in here on this topic. Um, I'm a little bit older than you, Joe, but I played all three major sports in we never shook hands, didn't have any desire to. I wasn't a very nice player on the court or on the football field or on a baseball field. 
So we eliminated that. Now, uh, my basketball coach wanted us to shake hands, but I always walked to the locker room. I figured it was the best thing to do. You know what I mean? That way you're avoiding all confrontation. Yeah. I mean, that that way the guy that part of your almost job, or at least the way that a lot of people handle it, is I'm guarding that guy on Thursday night. I'm going to work myself up into a good hatred of him going into that game, and then I'm going to spill it all out on the court. And then five seconds after the whistle, you know, I'm supposed to shake his hand. Like, like right then, most of the time I can handle that. Things go poorly. Maybe that one time I don't. I don't blame you for doing that, for walking um, off. I'll give you an example. I, I, I was guarding a very, very, very good um, player. He was a guard. I was a guard. And he kind of charged me, but I leaned my shoulder into him a little bit, and I broke his nose. Now, do you think I'm going to shake that guy's hand at the end of that uh, confrontation, at the end of the game? No way. Where'd you Where'd you grow up? Virginia. Mm. Well, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Fort. We're going to go to Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Joe. Uh, Thank you both for for taking my call. I appreciate it. It's interesting that you would mention volleyball because, in fact, I just uh, came home yesterday uh, with my son from a a weekend tournament, and um, they do do the handshakes uh, at the end. They do it at the beginning or at least like a fist bump at the beginning yeah. uh, with the other team and then uh, post game as well. And this is me just speaking to like club volleyball, not so much like high school volleyball. Yeah. Um, Cause he plays for both club and, and high school. But um, I've always appreciated, of course, the handshake line at the end of, of NHL playoffs games. I, I just find it to be a really kind of a moving experience to see how hard those guys play. And then, you know, afterward, the good sportsmanship. But I'll tell you, the whole time I was at this tournament, almost every team that played our guys um, was were, were very, uh, I don't want to use the word professional because, you know, these are teenagers, but, you know, just good sports about things. And the last team we played, uh, there was a lot of trash talking going on from the team that we played. Um, I did not see or observe our team doing that. And I think that, you know, that in itself, I'm wondering, you know, 
do we talk about the trash talking that's permitted by the coaches of these teams where it's very visible, you know, very, you know, audibly heard by everybody. In the, the coach audience. was into it. What was he doing? Was he? T- no, he, he was allowing his team to do it mm. very loudly. And I just felt like, you know, I mean, if, if you want to have a handshake line at the end, it's actually sincere and authentic. You don't allow your players to do that. Like, I know it's a way to get under their, you know, the other team's skin and, and whatever, but how is that good sportsmanship? Well, it's almost never sincere and authentic. Sometimes it's right. civil. You know, people keep it right. civil, but you, you it's not, I, I, it's very rarely is it sincere and authentic. But here's the thing. Exactly. In volleyball, I thought they really, really cracked down on that type of thing. I remember we were talking to Rachel Fairbanks from Pitt, and she said that, yeah. you know, they keep that very tight, but apparently at this tournament they didn't, huh? At least not with this team, but I, I do agree with the beforehand shake hands for sure, for sure. But I, I hear what you're saying on the, the you know the afterwards not maybe not so much. So anyhow, I don't know. I just don't get why there's the insistence on it. Like as uh, you're a parent, right. sports parent, I'm a sports parent. What what's the big insistent insistence on it to 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 force sportsmanship on people? Right, and and when the parents in the in the audience are even more mad than the kids that are playing at the end at each other. <laughs> it's probably right. good to not have the kids sit games. So, right. <laughs> I appreciate the call. Thank you. Let's go to uh, a man who wants to be known simply as Coach. Hello, Coach. Hey, Joe. I, 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 hey, Joe, I really appreciate it. I just moved back from the eastern part of the state. And uh, I just, I just, I'm, a, I'm, I agree with you. I coached 24 years in the Whitfield. I never liked it. Had to do it. What sport? Uh, I just uh, basketball. Yeah. And uh, I can tell you this: uh, one of the schools that we were playing uh, in Washington County, and they wanted to honor our seniors, and I said no. And the reason being is, first of all, senior night takes up enough time as it is. I'm coming here. To be honest with you, my team's going to knock your brains out. I, I don't want, you know, you want to honor your seniors, that's fine. It's bad enough that during this, I noticed that where their seating was during the JV game, they had students up there, and they were just heckling us like crazy. And I said, well, I'm not going to buy into that and then let the heckling get even louder during honoring our seniors. I, I was the bad guy through the whole thing. But I totally agree with you. I don't like shaking hands. Uh, I'd rather wave, say, hey, go out, or go over and shake the hand of the coach and that because, like I said, you're in a game in the heat of the moment. I got players. Uh, you got a player talking trash with another player, and then, you know, you want to shake hands afterwards. Uh, but I had to do it. Hey, listen, uh, I- I'm I'm in favor of looking somebody in the eye and saying good game. I just don't know that in mass that we're capable of that as a society right. if we ever were. We certainly aren't now. People don't take uh, losing very well. I think the no, act of I taking, don't. I think the act of accepting and taking a loss is sportsmanlike in and of itself, and that exactly. belongs with the coach and those players and that team in 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 their own moments. How they how they deal with it. It doesn't have to be falsely demonstrated by forcing people to shake hands with the other team. You know what I mean? Oh no, I agree. You and, teach and kids I how to lose in a, in a different way. Yeah. I had control. My, you know, I grew up around guys like uh, uh, Dick Black from Mont Lebanon and all these guys. They were class acts in the Whitfield. 
Uh, I'll be honest with you. I was a volunteer assistant under Ronnie Faust. Ronnie's going to get mad. I mentioned his name on the radio at Walsh High. These guys were all class act, and their players acted with class. Yeah, and and if if you give people the choice, and I appreciate the call, if you give people the choice, you can still do it. I'm sure most coaches would probably shake each other's hands. Maybe you go talk to a kid on the other team. Great game. You know, really admire. With it. There was a nice moment with Blake Hinson and Tony Bennett the other day. Were you there last week, Sean, when Hinson was on with us? Or was that? Uh, I was not. City limits. I think that was city limits, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. P, as I call him. Yeah. I asked Hinson. It looked like you and Bennett had a moment there where he said some nice things. And he said something like, yeah, uh, his cousin coached me or something like that. Or a relative of his coached me. And. I wanted to say to Coach Bennett, hey, you know, that guy helped me. I think that's what he told me, something like that. So, yeah, I mean, I think most people are good. That may be naive of me. Most people are good. Most people are good sports. Uh, I think most people in sports have class, but it's the same thing with anything else in life. It's the few that don't, that ruin it. Plus, I think it's asking a lot, quite frankly after you've battled your brains out to, to immediately look that same person in the eye and say, you know, good game. One thing I, I, I think, I think it's asking too much to do that with an, with an entire team. It should be your choice to do that. There's some interesting dynamics about this because I see so often coaches before a game and I'm doing mostly the high school, but sometimes the college level as well. They are as friendly and cordial as can be, and they're exchanging laughs and everything. They'll talk for five minutes before a game. This is, you know, five, ten minutes before. So they're able to do it then. After the game, they seem like they're not nearly as friendly. Whether the team won or lost, it, it makes a lot of sense to do it before the game, like you said, when you're not in that that mindset exactly. immediately afterwards. Now, I will say... So many players, younger players, watch the NFL or the NBA, and those guys are exchanging jerseys, and you know they just went to battle, and they're able to kind of separate that from being friends off the court after the game, and they're getting pictures together. But sure. that's not always the case, especially when you're not already friends choice. with these people. Right, and that's by choice in the NFL. You know, um, before the game makes a lot more sense. To shake hands before the game. And yes, here's the thing. Scoreboards change everything. They change the nature of sports from when kids are young and just enjoying themselves. I mean, I've, I've gone up and down in this as a parent and a coach and all of that good behavior, some bad behavior. Um, and as I look back on it, Everything changes the minute the scoreboard goes on because people then feel judged. People then feel like, you know, a lot goes into it then. I'm a winner or I'm a loser. And how do we take that? And how do we treat that? And how do we still make it enjoyable with that? But, man, I'll tell you, round third, fourth grade, when that scoreboard went on, things just change. And that's true Overall, but that's true on game day too. I think we I mean, all got, know. Belichick people. talks to the, the the other coach before the Super Bowl did for all those years, you know. But after the game, you know that that the, there's been some incidents there. By the way, with NFL coach handshakes after games, but after the game, it's just obviously totally different, right? 
Didn't it happen with Arthur Smith just this past season? The last yeah. game? <laughs> he was getting into it uh, with the Saints coach. But I think we all know someone who's kind of a jerk during the game. And then five minutes afterwards, they're like, you know, I I just get in this zone. Yeah. And they're able to calm down. Well, but five would, minutes is a lot different than five seconds yes, afterwards. I was just going to say that. You know, way different. Way different. Like any other situation in life. My reaction five seconds after an extremely emotional experience is different than five minutes, ten minutes, or a day, right? And I know uh, at the high school level they put in they put in a um, I guess a restriction on coaches talking immediately after the games because you were getting some of that raw emotion that they regretted. Right. And they say let's give them a cool down period. Right. Now that's kind of gone by the wayside, but the, the idea is the same. Right afterwards, you're a different person than when you can collect yourself a few minutes later. Well said. Let's take one more call. Or we're going to go to Mike. What's up, Mike? Man, I disagree. I really disagree. You sh- <laughs> winning is part of losing, and losing is part of winning, man. I always thought that as a little kid. Oh, we agree you, on that. You, you, the the uh, unfortunate right, okay, part right, is listen, listen to where I'm at, man. I yeah. mean, like when I played football and basketball, I pushed it to the limit. I would take it as far as you possibly could. But you know what? Later on in life, when I played softball with these guys, they were like, man, I hated playing against you, but I love playing with you. So you want to win. And I understand that, but you got to be able to lose too. That's all I got. No, no, no. I agree 1,000%. And I'm glad that you were able to behave that way. We as a society can't accept losing anymore for a lot of different reasons. If you lose, something must have been wrong. Somebody cheated you. You know, somebody else's fault, something like that. Great that you were able to comport yourself that way. I think most people probably are. Unfortunately, and especially when we start with the coaches, I can read you the headlines again. Texas basketball coach yells at UCF players over classless postgame celebration. High school basketball player arrested for sucker punching somebody in a handshake line. Memphis guard Jamira shoots charged with assault after punching Bowling Green player. Brawl last night. Jawan Howard hits another assistant coach with an open hand in the handshake line. So obviously, too many people aren't like you. That's the problem. Is he still there? He's gone. (laughs) Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Joe. I think we wound up agreeing. Listen, in, in a perfect world, I wish it was like that guy said. I wish it was. But there's, there's now been way too many uh, incidents, incidents of violence, really. I mean, the worst, uh, uh, you're talking sucker punches, multiple, that happen in these things because, well, obviously, you're in a handshake line. You're not exactly girded for somebody punching you in the face, right? And I don't think it's uh, trending in a positive direction. I think it's going to get worse and worse as we go by the, the, the years. Exactly. Jason Mackey, <clears throat> live from Bradenton. A lot of questions with the Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll talk to Mackey next, including what's going to happen with Henry Davis and Paul Skeens? That's my question. How does O'Neill Cruz look so far? Just going through whatever, drills, things like that, batting practice. I'm very curious to hear about that. All right. The agent you choose to sell your home can make a huge difference. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 